Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Got the number one pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See our team make them need to run. That's Lars Taylor! Trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best want you people to score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you're yawning, grab your coffee, rise and shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's Rule 76. Oh, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. And welcome aboard. I'm Rick DiPietro. Dude, he is a, a media slut. Yeah, I don't know who I'm talking about, but clearly it's not very nice. My co-host, Dave Rothenberg. What, are you going <laughs> to watch a shuttlecock fly all over the place? <laughs> yeah, shuttlecocks all over the place. Our amazing producers, how about our fearless leader, RJ Santillo? No, it has nothing to do with size, oh. you crazy maniac. How dare you bring up size? How about the very handsome, very single, by the way, ladies, Raymond Santiago? I got table three. Why? The DPHs are coming in, and you know you're going to get this this muffins for everybody. Yes, the DPHs are here, and they want muffins for everyone. Big shout out to the company. Thank you for getting up with us on this Thursday morning. We are DNR, the R&R boys. That's badminton. That's <laughs> not badminton. It's badminton. Call us what you want. Don't ever call us lazy. You can hear us every weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Number to call. You guys know what it is. 1-800-919-3776. I have a big toolbox. Big Ooh, toolbox. toolbox. I work with a toolbox. It's a very handsome toolbox, though. We have an awesome show planned for you today. This is a warm blanket. Right. We'll caress him. Like, if he's chilly, that we'll, we'll bring him under the blanket. Right under the blanket and... Even better, would caress you under that blanket. Kevin Durant had 33 in his return to Brooklyn. The Suns shot 62% and a 136-120 win over the Nets. To everyone's surprise, Ben Simmons did not play due to a bruised left knee. Knicks are back in action tonight at the Garden against OB Toppin and the Pacers. I'm sure at some point we'll talk about the epitome of a well-run franchise, my New York Jets. We got two more chances at the Superbox Bonanza. Stuff you missed at 915, everyone's favorite. I love it. The station ID at 8. And as always on the Thursday at 745, we have an observation that didn't happen in Florida. But before we get to all of that, I think today is finally the day. All I've heard all week from Dave is how I never highlight all the great things he does in my Thursday Open. And frankly, I'm sick of it. My guy needs says he needs his ego stroked. Well, I'm going to heat up the verbal oil, and I'm going to stroke away. Here we go. He's supportive. I'm a dream crusher. Very receptive. Every orifice I had, there was something <laughs> put in. Well hung. Bulbous. Eats his vegetables. Yeah, I like carrots. Shows tons of self-control. I haven't watched porn in a very long time. More than happy to be involved. I'd like someone to look at me and say, that's the guy we want at the key party. And most importantly... The man's a winner. Champion, <laughs> champion. Here he is, my Superman, the one and only Dave Rothenberg. Wow. Wow. Good, seamless, funny, clever, drop worthy. Very nicely done. Oh, thank you. Very nicely done. You know what? 
What? I got I got to give all the credit to Raymond Santiago. I have Raymond to. did everything. He walked you through it. Uh no, he's just a professional, and he he enables me to to get in there and and really be at my best. And I appreciate that. Well, you guys are working at a very high level because that was very nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. I love when you say nice things to me. Well, you know what? Because that's what I do. I buoy teammates. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's what I do. Buoy teammates. I buoy teammates. I make you the best version of you. You know know what? There's this misconception. And actually, maybe, maybe in fact, it's true that I've never been better than than I am right now. Fine. You know what? Fair. Fine. You think you've been better than this? As far as what? Like a human as being far, as, as a no, radio no, host? No, no, no. As far as, no. I don't think I've probably done any, if, if anything, may, no. Probably almost nothing to make you a better person. But do you think you've ever been a better radio host than you are right now? No, never. Yeah, exactly that. So maybe I get some credit too. Raymond, do you think you've ever been a better board op engineer producer than you are right now at this moment? These might be the peak of my powers. They All might right. be. All right. RJ, are you at the highest level of your producing right now? I mean, I guess that would be for you two to say, but I yes, I, I would, I would like to think I'm trying to get better every day. So, right. so, so maybe instead of Rick makes me the best version of myself, maybe we make each other the best version of ourselves. Wow, mm-hmm. that's profound. That was deep. It's deep, very deep, and I think very accurate. <laughs> He just blew my mind. And we're done. And rule seventy. And we'll see you tomorrow morning for a non-football Friday. (laughs) Great. (laughs) No excuses. Play like a champion. And carpe omnia, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, RJ Santi, the best tomorrow show. You guys take over. Very depressed about tomorrow show. That's not. No one is shocked at all. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna need like hand holding kindness. You know, I'm. I don't know. I might go completely off the rails tomorrow. No football this weekend. I don't know what's going to happen. Whoa, 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 what? whoa, no, whoa, don't, whoa! Don't give whoa, me Pro Bowl. Whoa, whoa. But yeah, what? We got the Pro Bowl games tonight. <laughs> one of your favorite players of all time is is one of the coaches, who's one and zero in the Pro Bowl, by the way. And then on Sunday we got the uh, flag football. You you can't honestly be selling me on this. Uh no. <laughs> No, but I listened to Eli yesterday on McAfee, and he's very excited about it. So, I mean, I'm trying to make the best of a bad situation. What do you want me to tell you? No, just but why can you never buy into my my fears and concerns? Why can you never say, you know what, this will be awful? Why is it, well, we've got badminton, or we've got, you know, whatever it is. We, we've got Pro Bowl, two-hand touch Pro Bowl. Why? Why have to do that? You know what, because I make the best out of bad situations. I've been dabbling in some uh, senior bowl practice. I've been watching some of that. You got to make the best of what you I don't got. think it's a senior bowl. I think it's a shrine bowl. Uh, was that was one t- whatever it was on television. I was watching practice is what I was yeah, watching. I think it's the, sh- the shrine bowl down in uh down in Alabama. That's the yeah. senior bowl in it's Alabama. The senior bowl. The senior, it was bowl? the senior bowl I think they were showing, yeah. Yeah, the, oh. the practices you've been seeing that's the senior bowl. Thank you. Are, are there the, the, two... the, the, the shrine game is going on as well though. So they're doing two separate games at the same time? Not at the same time. Well, you just said they're both going on at the same time. I was implying that there's more than one game. This this uh, week is Senior Bowl practice. Okay, so when's the Shrine, the Shrine, the Shrine Bowl? Bowl is actually today. The, they play the game today. Uh, that's what this says. Huh. Well, there you go. There's some football for you, buddy. Well, there there we go. Oh, we're back. We're back, baby. Uh, I'm I am I am disgusted, disgusted. With what? 
that this whole and you're going to take the other side. Ugh. So we're going to we're going to battle here, and then that's fine. I'll I'll do it as respectfully as I can. Kevin Durant says, he says, I don't want a tribute video. I don't want it. He he hands you the out, and you play a tribute video anyway. Why 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 would you do that? Oh, because you know why. Oh, come on, enough Cause you already. Because you know why. And he actually even said it after the game. And I've been telling you that the whole time. It's it's the the Nets and everyone that does it, every team that does it wants to wants to show everyone what a great organization they are and how much they appreciate everyone that puts on their uniform. Right. Is. Like Ky- like Kyrie respected that uniform. Like James uh, Harden had Kyrie. tremendous respect for that uniform. Um listen, Kevin Durant is one of the greatest players of all time. I'm, I did I ever say he wasn't? No, but listen, it it also gives the fans the opportunity when they do play that tribute video to kind of pick your own adventure. You want to cheer for him? You can cheer for him. You want to boom? You can boom. I would have been nice if you know KD maybe acknowledged the crowd. Would have been nice, but that's not how he is. It's well, not I know way. that's not how he is, but he's. I mean, he's finally he's back in Brooklyn. It didn't end well. He asked out. They didn't achieve what they were hoping to achieve. They won what one playoff series, right? I mean, I don't care like who you normally are. I mean. They gave you the tribute video that you said you didn't want, so they're showing you, you know, respect for, for the kind of player that you are. That's all they ever did was show right. those guys so the ultimate them. respect. I mean, they turned the keys of the franchise over to you. There's nothing wrong with with acknowledging the fans. All right, hey, well, thanks. So, so we, oh, right, we're for him, for him too. Of for course, him. yeah, he hey, should've. thanks. Of course, he should have. They tr- they pay you a, a tribute video. I'd, I'd say. 60-40 cheers over booze, right? Would you agree with that? It was certainly more cheers than there were booze for him. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't overwhelmingly booze. Right. So so there were probably more cheers than booze. It's not It's not like they were lighting you up all game long. You, you could acknowledge the fan base in Brooklyn. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's... It's probably a weird spot. I mean, probably there's a lot of things that happened that I'm sure it, it didn't it didn't go clearly. It did not go as as they all planned for it to go. Like this so, was supposed to be his, you know, this was going to be his kind of LeBron going back to Cleveland winning a championship. Like had to leave, didn't get the credit that I thought I deserved in Golden State for the couple championships even though I was Finals MVP. So now I want to go do my own thing, be the face of the face of the franchise and, you know, bring a championship to Brooklyn. And it was an epic failure. Epic failure. So this guy played he, he was there for 3 years, correct? Uh, he, st- he he rehabbed for one full year. Right. So the first year he didn't play at all. So I, I, just, I, I can't I, – I'm so sick and tired of this, well, if a guy returns and he played here for a little bit of time, we have to give him a tribute video. I don't understand. I know what you say. I, I guess I understand that point. I think it is absurd, ridiculous that they do, that we have to do that. Well, you can think whatever you want, and that's fine. That's I mean, that's – that's your right to think whatever you want, but all the teams do it. Okay, and I think it's uh, absurd for all the teams. I would love one team to be like, no, you know what? Screw you. You were here. You were a jackass when you're here, and we don't want any part of a tribute video. That I would respect. I know you would respect it, but they're not, try- they're not trying to get you at any point to be a member of the team. So, so you think if they don't show him a tribute video last night that the free agents that are available this offseason are saying, well, I don't know if I want to go to Brooklyn. They're not showing tribute videos when you return after you, you leave the team? No, I don't think that's necessarily going to be like 
something that would deter a player from coming to to Brooklyn. But I think all of these all of these franchises want to kind of portray themselves as you know the good guy, right? Really classy, yeah, yeah, really classy organizations that take care of their players, especially now, dude. Like, I mean, you're talking about a, a time, especially in the NBA, with player empowerment and everything else. Like, I mean, you got to almost bend over backwards to keep these guys healthy. And not healthy, wanting to, to play eighty-two happy. games, right? So, I mean, I know you don't like it. You've never liked it, but it's just—it's what all these teams do now. But you—you you don't think this is only me, right? Like, that, there's no way that I'm on an island here with this take. Here's the thing, though. Okay, of the three, of the big three. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that the fact that it, it turned out as poorly as it did—it shouldn't surprise me with, with Kyrie being involved. But I mean, of the three. I mean, KD, I know at the end he was like, I won out, but, I mean, would be the one that I gave the tribute video to. I, oh, I think that's fine. I, I, I mean, Ky- <laughs> Kyrie would never, I would even, I would even have the video board on when Kyrie walked in the arena. And then Harden as well, I agree. So, you're not wrong of the three, but I, I, don't, I, I just, RJ, RJ! Where's yes, RJ? Steve. Um, uh, do you agree with me or are you on Rick's side here? Listen, I, 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 I would, pro- I'd probably be on your side, Dave. I'd probably huh. be on your side. And you're never on my side. I, I am too. You're anti my takes. I, I thought, I thought Durant was pretty honest after the game, though, about some things. You want to hear from Durant? Are you asking me, or Rick? Uh, anybody? Yeah, would sure. You, would, would when I say you, I mean the, the the grand you. I think the grand you would love to hear from me. <laughs> okay, the grand poobah. The grand poobah. Uh, Kevin Durant was your time in Brooklyn. A success. I mean, I like to look at success as like the individuals, what you do as an individual and how you can bring that as a team. As an individual, I mean, I was all-star every year. I was leading vote-getter every year in all-star games. Sold a lot of jerseys, 50, 40, 90, like average 30, all NBA. I mean, was that successful? You know what I mean? But team success is a different thing. But you like to put the team, how the team does, we like to put that on you know, one of the best players and call it a failure. But when you look at the work, if you want to talk about me individually, you can just look at the work that I put in here. I think I have grown as a player. I was on my way to, I'm on my way to mastering the game. I think I, I you know, it was, you know, coming here helped me, you know, push me far closer to that, you know. So that's what I try to take from my time here. I, I, what will you react off of that? Well, how would you like me to react? I mean, I, he, I mean, he just I, told I, you was. I mean, what he just told you was personally. Yeah, he was. It was a success. I mean, look at his numbers. Look what he achieved. So, I'm, so I'm that, with so you. That, that makes you feel better. I'm with you too. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? Like this is. I weird. mean, I was successful. He you says, I defined success. Oh my god! Come on, man. I mastered the game. He's a hell of a player. Uh, nobody's ever said that. The guy is amazing. He's one of the great players in the history of the game. But do you do you define it as success? Well, personally with success, sure. Went 50-40-90. All-star both years. Tremendous. Did you win a championship? Did you go on major playoff runs? Isn't that why he came here? I'm actually looking at his numbers. He didn't go unless I'm unless I'm mistaken. He's he lying? No, he didn't go in a in a season with Brooklyn 50-40-90. I mean, his first so the year after he missed the entire year, he comes back. He went Almost fifty four percent, forty five and eighty eight percent from the line. Right. And next year he went. Next year he went fifty two, thirty eight, ninety one. And the year the his last year in Brooklyn he went almost fifty six percent, almost thirty eight percent, and ninety three percent from the line. So 
Well, maybe he's picking and choosing. Like if you, if well, you he's close. If, I mean, that's that's still. I mean, you're talking about three seasons with the with the Nets. He averaged 27, almost 30, and I mean, almost 27. That 26.9. So we'll give him 27, 29.9, and 29.7. They just didn't have the team success. I'm telling you, this is all this is all about organizations trying to send the message to players that we treat our guys the right way. It, hell, it's the reason why it, it's the reason why Mark Cuban. Used to leave like the, the visiting locker room would have these plush towels and would tell the guys take them home with you, because guys would talk. Hey man, the way they the, the way they treat their players in Dallas, like look at the, look how they treat the visitors. Be a great place to play. That's the message that you're trying to send to people. Yeah, but I, I think I I don't know. It, it bothers me. I don't love it. You feel that you feel like you have to cater. No, no to- I I'm not saying you have to. I'm just telling you why. Like my opinion as a fan is different than the opinion I'm giving you right now. Like, I wouldn't be happy if I was a Nets fan with how this whole thing turned out. That was awful. It, it yeah, was a and failure. Might, right. And I might be like, I can respect him as a player, but I cannot like him. I don't have to watch his tribute video and, video and cheer him. I'm just telling you why, in my opinion, all the time right. still well, do Well, I, I understand that. I respect your take on it. I think it's disgusting. And I don't like the fact that this guy's getting a tribute video. And then when asked, did I have, you know, did I have success? Well, individually, I sure did. Look at me. I did this. I did this. I did this. Yeah, but the team won one playoff series in your time here. Doesn't matter. I had success. I don't like it. Well, I think it, I think we all recognize how sensitive he is. Did you really expect him to be like, no, it was a failure? No, I, I, I don't know, man. No, I think you know. I, I mean, that's, I that, know. That's, that's not who he is. All right. We'll hear more from Kevin Durant. We'll hear from you guys as well. 1-800-919-3776. The one thing you did not highlight in the glorious open was today is uh, an observations and did it happen in Florida at 745? Yes, I did. No, I don't think so. At the, uh, please play back the tape. Oh, oh, at the end of the open, I always say. And, as, it, and on Thursday at 745, we had an observation that did it happen in Florida. Always. Did you hear that, RJ? Script. It's got to be in there. Okay. Like, of course it is. All right. I, did, I didn't hear it. What I, didn't I mention, just... it. what I didn't mention, and it's the most important thing today, it's my wife's birthday. Really? Yes. Nice. I'd like to dedicate the show to Cass. Thank you. I'll get yeah. to let her know. She's, uh, she's, is she up? She's probably up right around now, yeah. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Kevin Durant said the only thing he could say in that spot. All-star every year. I was leading vote-getter every year in all-star games. Sold a lot of jerseys. 50, 40, 90. Average 30. All-NBA. Was that successful? You've seen him on social media. at burner accounts. Like he's very defensive. Team success is a different thing, but you'd like to put how the team does. They're one of the best players and call it a failure. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. On 98.7. ESPN. I got to tell you, I plan to move right along to the Jets and get into the football. And there's some update with Saquon Barkley and the Giants are talking to his agent. Listening to that rejoin just annoys me. It just angers me. I mean, I did this. I did that. How can how can we say that my time here was a failure? Look at all the personal accomplishments I met. I'm sorry. Team first. And you did not succeed as a team. Right, it was all I, I, I. What was right. I mean? What kind of team success was he going to point to? Well, you, you could have so, some success. So, so then, you know what? Say it, it didn't work out the way we hoped. Personally, I played really well. You look at my numbers and stats, which I don't love anyway. But as a team, we failed. But he won't say it. No, that's not the kind of person he is to say it. Do you, what do you think? Behind closed doors. Uh, and you're right. He's a very sensitive guy. Burner accounts the whole nine yards. Behind closed doors. Do you think it eats at him that he failed with Brooklyn? Yeah, probably, because, I mean, it's, again, the reason why he left and came to Brooklyn was to chase what he felt like he, like, go back to when he was in Golden State, and they and they won a couple championships, and he said it, I mean, insinuated, like, LeBron James had kind of passed the torch to him now as the greatest player in the league, and he didn't get, that's not what he got. People did not look at him that way. People looked at him as a guy who went to the best team in the league and won two championships. So he wanted to change that that narrative. And he has not. He was following, dude, he was following the LeBron James playbook. He was hoping to get what LeBron James got for going back to Cleveland and winning. Right? Uh, it, it almost felt like it was more Miami-ish than it was Cleveland-ish, though. Right? Joining forces with two other no. unbelievable players. No, no. Uh, no, he had to. Did LeBron going to Miami was like him going to Golden State. LeBron had to learn to win championships first, and then he went back to Cleveland to 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 finish what he started. And that championship for a lot of people meant meant more than the championship that he won, the championships he won in Miami, and the championship he won in the impressive. bubble. And what what he did in in those games and coming back from three one was a nothing short of spectacular. Right, there was more bang for the buck. It's why Aaron Rodgers chose the Jets. No one will ever consider Kevin Durant to be in the same anything as LeBron James. No, but he thought if he could go to Brooklyn and win a championship and be the reason why they won a championship, that he would get that same kind of credit. That's right. He he made a huge misstep because he aligned with two guys that 
or I don't think guys you want to align with. Well, especially the one guy. Because it feels like the other guy, who's now actually seems like the Clippers are figuring it out. If they can stay healthy, they're going to be a problem in the West. He was also fed up. Right. Because he, he's another he guy that has to get over that. Kyrie was such, a, was such a nightmare. Well, I think they all recognize. They're smart enough to recognize that this is, I mean, what they're trying to accomplish. Right? KD's trying to win a, a championship as the, you know, as the guy. Harden's still trying to win a championship. He's not, he, you know, he's not known as a player that in big moments shows up. And they're all focused on their legacy. And that their time in Brooklyn does not reflect well on their legacy. Uh, no, I think it, it hurts their legacy terribly, especially Kyrie. Like, you, you don't even... Kyrie, when you watch him play and he's playing well, is a, 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 he's a virtuoso. He's a joy to watch. He's a pleasure. You don't think of that. You don't think of that at all. All you think about is the headache that Kyrie Irving happens to be. Now, I don't give the bulk of the blame of what happened to Kevin Durant, but to say your time here with Brooklyn was a success is is nonsensical. No, but he could have stayed. Of course he could have stayed. Right, he could have stayed. Like, he could have, I mean, Kyrie could have done his thing, and it felt like James Harden always wanted to be in Philly eventually anyway, and they could have gone their separate ways, and Kevin Durant could have shown some loyalty to the to the Nets since they pretty much did everything that he asked. Everything. They bent over backwards. They did too much. They gave those players all of the control, all the power. It's it's It feels very Aaron Rodgersy. In a way, what happened? In well, I think Aaron Rodgers, but this happened first, so I think the whole Aaron Rodgers things kind of feels Nets-ish. Okay, fine, but I'm just saying it. There, there feels like there's some similarities between the two. There are a lot of similarities. Yeah, well, this is what happens, though. This is what desperation. Uh, this is what desperation looks like. Like we're willing to do whatever it takes, bend over backwards, because uh, right. we can't. We don't have it another out. choice. We don't have another choice. We, we drafted a quarterback that hasn't worked. We haven't developed in the right way. It'd be a miracle. If we won eight games with Zach Wilson, so we have to do everything and anything possible to make sure Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. And and they have, and up to this point, it's been a, a monumental failure because he hasn't been healthy. And we'll see. Hopefully this season he's healthy and, and the Jets are a, a better version. And they got to be a better version of themselves this year. Oh, there's no choice for everybody in that building. Well, if, Starting if with Joe Douglas all the way down. If they're anywhere near what they were last season, I mean, you will see a completely different looking franchise next year. Yeah, this is it. No Sala, no Douglas, no Hackett, no Rodgers. No, I mean, you name it, they'll be gone. They'll all be gone. Yeah, unless Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to stick around with the new coaching staff. Because the coaching staff's going to be completely different if they don't if they don't have a really good season. Can you imagine if they if if they move on, they let Aaron Rodgers pick the new coach? I don't think that's going to happen. So, so you think either it's great and they stay intact. Or it's not great, and maybe he stays, but everyone else goes, and now all the power that he's had is gone. Well, it hadn't worked. I mean, it hasn't worked. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have, what, one year left? Well, why would you, like, it, <laughs> it's the Jets. But, I mean, in all honesty, why would you ever let a guy that was going to be around for one more year pick who the, the new head coach was going to be? I, why would you allow him to pick an offensive coordinator who is bad? Because he's good with the offensive coordinator. Okay. The only way this thing was going to work is if Aaron Rodgers played and played at a high level. He he played four snaps, and this thing crumbled. Crumbled. It it, it really did, didn't it? Um, it's probably underselling how bad it was after you read this article. And again, I don't know how true this article is. I mean, there's a lot of unnamed well, we, sources. I mean, the, Jets, the Jets haven't said anything, right? They haven't well, responded. But I, listen, I mean, what are they going to say? 
Are they going to go on and start defending well, they themselves? Could, they could refute it, and they didn't. They didn't. You know, when, when Diana and, and Zach reached out to them, they wouldn't give any kind of response. But you're right. I mean, everything is everything is off the record. Everything is. You're not going to know who's saying what. So yeah, that has to be baked in here. But you make your own conclusions and you draw your own conclusions. And I mean, you say what you want. Diana and Zach are very, very reputable reporters. Here's the thing, though, is that I don't have to draw any conclusions because I felt like at the time, as we lived through the season, this is what was going on. This just reaffirmed it. Correct. Now you see it in writing. With, uh, you know, 30 different people talking about their, you know, all their separate experiences. I mean, it's not it, it. Nothing in here. I mean, it, it's worse because you're reading it. You're actually you're actually seeing it now. But I think it's much worse because of that. Because to to have the idea in your head or my head or or whoever and believe like wholeheartedly, you you thought it was going down like this, but you weren't sure, and you didn't see other people in the football world making these kind of statements. To see it in black and white, I I think it it makes it much much worse in my opinion. Much, much worse, but it just like a couple of things we didn't talk about yesterday again because this thing kind of just fell on the show as as we were kind of right, mid show. Mid show, this was released, right? Yeah, but so things we didn't talk about yesterday, and I think we talked about this a lot as it was happening. He goes down in four plays, and now you have a season that was, I mean, at the very least, playoffs. I mean, this is God forbid we go thirteen now, thirteen straight seasons not making the playoffs. We got Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. We need to make the playoffs. Four plays in, that's that feels like it's out the window, or in their minds at least, because I got Robert Sala now. As you read this article, <laughs> walking around showing people's the fo- people the photo oh. of Aaron Rodgers running. Up. Hey guys, this is what it was supposed to be. Well, listen, it's not. So now you got to pivot. Now you got to adjust, and they never did. It was like the second he went down, and they found out it was his Achilles. Right, season was over. But but you know what's so frustrating to me? It was supposed to look different from Cleveland. And they had to, you know, they, they came to a fork in the road and they made a decision and they go to the postseason. Like, there's a lot of teams it was supposed to look different for. It was supposed to look different for Minnesota. And granted, they didn't get in, but at least they competed to the final two weeks of the season. Cincinnati? It was, it was supposed to look different for Cincinnati. And guess what? As bad as things were, they managed to finagle their way to get to week 17, I think, and still have a chance to control their own destiny and get into the postseason. So, yeah, it's supposed to look different for all these teams, but I think that every one of these teams did a better job on the fly of riding the ship than the Jets, in fact, did. Which I'm glad you brought that up because that brings me to ultimately my biggest point now. In the article, you also have Robert Sala telling people it would be a miracle if we won eight games with Zach Wilson. You mentioned Cleveland, right? Now, Cleveland is not known as, you know, the epitome of a well-run franchise. No. But, but, you're right. They did pivot. No, Stefanski's a really good coach. They found, you know, find ways to win games with, with four different quarterbacks. They end up bringing in Joe Flacco. Now, I know they didn't have the playoff success, but they make the playoffs and everything else. One of the takeaways after reading this thing again yesterday was, well, if your head coach feels like it would be a miracle to win eight games with Zach Wilson, why the bleep is Zach Wilson your starting quarterback then? Who made that decision? Because it's clearly not the coach. Well, it's either the owner or the GM. Right, so it speaks It speaks to the level of dysfunction inside the building then, That's in right. my opinion. That's right. I, I mean, in everybody's opinion, I would think, right? Well, if the guy that you hired to be your head coach and you believe is the best person to do this job and get you where you want to go tells you it would be a miracle if we win eight games, which everyone knows if you win eight games, you're not making the playoffs. If it would be a miracle to win eight games, why 
Why are we rolling him out every week and are you standing in front of a microphone making excuses for him? Because guess what? I mean, I can't like we, Because like we all assumed, no, because we all like we all assumed this was not his decision. This was not his decision, and fingers crossed for everyone in the organization, they get this year as kind of a, hey, what could you do? Aaron got hurt. We'll run it back next year and see what it looks like. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. And there, there is more pressure on the Jets heading into this year. I said maybe more than any team in football. I mean, I, I really believe that. Like, you, you can't come out here and have an eight-win season or even a nine-win season and miss the playoffs. You have to get in. You have to go on a run. You have to be one of the best teams in football. I just, I don't know how it's possible. I realistically don't know how it's possible. Unless they have an offseason that is, you know, otherworldly and they sure up the offensive line and they bring in a second receiver and Rodgers is still great. I just, I don't know how it's possible we're talking about the Jets in the AFC Championship next season. No, you have. I mean, that's, that's what it has to be. Otherwise, there's gonna something's gonna have to change, right? I mean, the the, the expectation can't be just hey, let's just make the playoffs. I asked RJ yesterday. I said, "Do you?" I, it was like uh, like a moment of, of of sincerity. Like we weren't joking around, messing around. It was like just me and him. I said, "Do you think there's any chance the Jets win the division?" And he was like almost aghast at asking. He's like, "No, no, I don't." All right, so if you don't think they win the division, now you have to be one of the best three teams. In the conference, which is going to include like a, a Cincinnati or a Baltimore. The Chargers are going to be in there. The Dolphins or Bills are going to be in there, right? The, the, the Jaguars or Texans are going to be in there. You have to be one of the top. If you don't win the division, you now have to be one of the top three teams in the AFC. Right. Indy's probably going to be in the mix. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, they got a lot of work to do. But reading this article doesn't give you much confidence as a Jets well, fan. How, how could it? It's I gonna, mean, in the article it says, right? And again, we don't know. We, we don't know, right? We, we assume it's true. We don't know. So I want to put that caveat out there. But, I mean, Diane is very legitimate. So is Zach. I mean, you tell me. In the article, it says that Joe Douglas is the assistant general manager. Yeah, and Aaron is the Aaron is the general manager. Yeah, and Aaron runs and Aaron runs the whole show. Oh, but does that surprise you? How many no, how many times have we said that me. this this season? None of it surprises me. That's the but, problem. Is but none it's of it surprises upsetting, you? But it's but it's it's horrifying to me. Of course, because now you're you're reading a sourced article. About I knew it. that Dave Gettleman was comical. I knew it. Like he was awful. I knew it. And no, then, no, a- hold on. Oh, what? okay. The finish, finish. No, no, no. No, I think it's similar to what we just had, like the the thing I sent you guys. When Connor Hughes, like we heard, like Dave Gettleman joked, I wouldn't even pick up the phone. You're like, come on, that can't be true. Right, and, and, then, and it was. And right, then so, it ends up, so, which makes it, when you, when, you, when you hear it from somebody that, you know, that's pretty reputable, say that actually happened, that actually yeah, happened. It, it, it makes it that much worse because it, it hammers home the point, right? It just, it, it, when you see the video of something or you actually read it in black and white, it makes it so much worse. So my point was, I knew, like, and I told you guys you would joke around and defend and whatever. I knew that Dave Gettleman was comically bad, like an SNL skit level of bad. And then after the fact that I've talked to so many people and they've told me how bad, in fact, he was, now it's just like, yeah, I knew it. I wish I didn't know it to this level, though. And I feel the same with the Jets. I knew it, but now I'm behind the curtain and I know it to that level. And that sucks. It sucks. And it's going to be the same. And it's not like, hey, you're reading this now, and this is why they're making changes. And you'd be like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Of course you'd make changes. 
They're not making changes. Robert Sala is going to be back. Nathaniel Hackett will be back. Although it sounds like they're kind of looking for some help for Nathaniel Hackett. Because this is not a great article for Nathaniel Hackett, especially when I mean when you take all the things being said about him, the inability to adjust. I mean, it, does that surprise you though? Couldn't believe how little practice film there was from the Jets in training camp with Hackett, no. and then you look at their numbers offensively. It was almost like as soon as Aaron went down and they realized what the 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 option was going to be because it, it wasn't. It, yeah, that's it. We have you no know, chance it, anyway. You know what it was like? It was like when the Giants had third, uh, second, and ten from the two. We'll take the we'll do the sneak, and then we'll do it again. And that's not your job, though. It's not your job as a head coach to feel sorry for yourself. You play the cards that you're dealt, that's and right. you try to make the best of it. You put your players in a position, whatever it is, whatever that means, to have success. I agree like, with you. Like when you read a case for this, this for me, like and this we, is actually you know, this, we have we have a, like a clock and time and integrity and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Well, let me finish with this. The, tell me if this is the, this sounds like this year's Jets team. A team riddled with excuse-making, a paranoid head coach, and an ill-equipped offensive coordinator in an organizational tunnel vision on the quarterback that rubs some teammates the wrong way. Who are the Jets? <laughs> yes, yeah. a, that, that's, that's the Jets. That's yeah, the Jets. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. You know, it was really, I think, really, really soured on the Jets. RJ. Yeah. Yeah. Really. He actually, he actually said he felt bad for me. I know. He, he, he actually said yesterday in the group chat, if you'd like to switch teams, maybe you should become an NFL free agent. I, don't I would th- never do that. You wouldn't, and I know you wouldn't. And I and, obviously- and you know what? If if you did, I I'd, I'd probably lose all respect for you. They'd kick me off the show. You uh, you deserve to kick. I me wouldn't want to kick you off the show because I enjoy doing the show with you too much. But I <laughs> we'd want to part ways. Every morning I would walk in. I'd probably come in later. I'd probably show up at like fifty eight, fifty nine, maybe even have the theme music start. And I probably wouldn't talk to you at the breaks. Like I, you would not be the same person that you currently are to me. 
Wow. Uh, that's true. You and can't. You, the fact that you gave him an out, shame on you. Listen, I and I, this is not me sitting up because my team's in a Super Bowl from my perch. I I truly feel this way. It's unfair what you have to go through as a Jets fan. It's it's unlike any other experience I think of any North American sports fan base. I really that's, believe that. I don't think that's true. The, you, don't think, you don't think the Browns have been that? I mean, they're not at the moment, but they've been that. You don't think the Lions have been that? The Clippers were that for a, sure. for an extended yeah, period but of the, time? But, oh, here's a problem with all three of those examples. All three of those teams either made the playoffs and the Clippers are rolling. Like the Jets, it, it was supposed to happen. And now you and I were having a conversation yesterday. of like, I don't know that it's going to happen next year. And then you and I just had a, a conversation during this break of, I won't go through the the full version, but what happens if things don't go well this year? Changes, you you would think, right, next year? I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But the guys that you would get rid of, they have the family credit card in their hands for this year. They control your draft equity, your salary cap, your roster. If they push all their assets into this year to win in 2024 to save their own jobs, if they're gone next year, now you're going to bring in a regime that's dealing from not neutral from being in reverse for the last couple of years. Is it any different than um, Joe Shane and Brian Dable had to deal with with the Giants? No, it's, for Gettleman? it's not. But then look at that situation where that's a that's a great example of they made the playoffs two years ago. They missed the playoffs this year. If they missed the playoffs next year, Dave, and they're, I don't know, they win seven games. Are you confident everyone comes back? I, I need to see how it actually looks. But, but you don't know. Right, no, I don't know. I think it's it's absolutely unknown. 100%. And if when they took over, I told you, first three years, I'm not going to tell you the order of which things happen. Dave, they're going to get to the playoffs. They're going to win a playoff game. You'd be like, sign me up. That's awesome. Absolutely. And it feels like that is that is kicked down the curb, right? That's done now. Because they were dealing from such a, a not even a base level. They were dealing from like 12 feet underground. So, so then on the flip side of that, when you look at the Jets, if the Jets win 10 games, get in, get into the playoffs for the first time in more than a decade and lose a close game to the Ravens. Uh, we, we just run it all back the following season? I think you have to. Yeah, I think at that point it just depends on, I mean, you're going to get Aaron Rodgers to play for another season? It sounds like he wants to play for at least two more seasons. Sounds it. Like if you're showing signs that hey, maybe, I mean, maybe we're trending towards being able to compete with those upper echelon teams, then yeah, you'd run it back, but... I also think you run the risk of, and we talked about this yesterday, you run the risk of all of a sudden now you do make the playoffs and you have a situation where you're going up against one of, uh, you name the AFC teams, and it's clear to everybody, clear as day, is that we're getting outcoached. And this offseason you had the opportunity to fix that, and we're not. Because we only saw four plays. And listen, I mean, Robert Sala, I don't think he's a great coach, also hasn't, hasn't had the luxury of having... A quarterback, period. That's true. The entire right. time. But you also have a unique situation where you have an offseason, your team stunk, and you have Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, I mean, you name it, like the coaches that are available that you know are proven commodities, that you know when you're put in a spot where it's, you know, teams are evenly matched in the postseason, you're not going to get out coached. But we're going to run it back. The problem with this whole thing is, is none of it surprises me. Like some of this stuff should surprise me. It doesn't. None of it surprises me. Well, this is would, exactly uh, like honestly, like I what thought would it happened. Surprise you with the Jets? What would surprise you with this organization? Nothing, and that's the problem. Like this level of dysfunction doesn't surprise me at all. None of it. I feel like these are the same conversations we had during the course of the season. 
now just finally you know uh, put neatly together into a an, an article we right, can all read. A, fu- a finely packed article. Let, let's get to some of the calls. Let's go to our buddy D in Queens. Good morning, D. You're on ninety eight seven. Hey, how you doing, fellas? How's everything? What's up, buddy? Listen, I ain't gonna go told you so whatever, but it does relate to Lamar. The reason I say it relates to Lamar, Lamar wasn't coach. The only person who tried to coach him was Odell Beckham. And the reason that's important is Aaron Rodgers is more developed than Lamar Jackson ever will be. And he's running the whole organization. And look how it's a disaster. You see Michael Jordan. Players have no business being in the front office or in management decisions. Yeah, you can ask their advice, but they need to be players. And because you let Aaron Rodgers do whatever he wants to, look at the dumpster fire. And the root cause, as we're starting to see more and more, is the owner. Woody Johnson is a horrible owner. The Jets are the second worst run franchise in the old in the entire NFL. And it's not even really close between between who's the third place worst run team. Who who's who's, who's the, the worst? Who's the worst? Carolina? The Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah. yeah, the Panthers. Yeah. It's not even close. It's like the Panthers and the Jets and then everyone else. Like it's a joke. Like what coach wants I think they kept um on wasn't Robert Sala because nobody wants to come there. Who would want to coach this mess? Who would want to coach this mess? And that's, I mean, ultimately that's going to be another problem too, is once we get through this, the whole Aaron Rodgers experience with Robert Sala and everybody else. And like RJ said, it, it's smart. It's what I would do. Hell, like if my, if my job was directly tied, like Joe Douglas's is, to the next couple of years and the success, what am I saving? I'm going all right. in. You, you think I care about my, my first-round pick in 2027? No, I'm doing whatever you, it takes you, you to think, try to win You think now. I care about going over the salary cap and in three years that we're going to be in some kind of financial you know discourse? No, I, I, I need to win now. And, and it's not like I'm a level of coach where they're going to be teams lining up to make me the head coach of their organization. We said it yesterday. Robert Sala loses this job. Unless something changes dramatically, he'll never be a head coach in this league again. And I stand by that. Yeah, I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't lump all players into the I can't be good executives either. Like Ozzie Newsom was one of the best executives ever. I think he means why, why do you always turn to the players and, and look at them and say, what, what should we do here? Well, because you have no do it on your own. But they can't because they don't know how to do it on their own. They haven't had success. Well, is, doing it on isn't their that own. a problem? So you lean. No, yeah, well, being as. <laughs> yes, it's a huge problem. But that problem is not going to get fixed because Woody Johnson's not going to sell the team. So now all of a sudden. You have, I mean, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time that's available. You need a quarterback. You need to win. We also understand, like, uh, for the you know, the other you know extras that come along with Aaron Rodgers with the you know, all the media coverage, it's probably good for, not probably, it's good for business. So you say, hey, whatever you want. All the things that you didn't get in Green Bay, we're going to give them to you. Do you believe right now, as you sit here February 1st, that this will work out well. That this will work out well? Like, what does yeah. well mean? Uh, like the Jets are going to have success. However you determine success yes. this coming season, you think that the Jets will have success with Aaron Rodgers, Joe Douglas, Robert Sala moving forward. Yeah. Okay, good. I think I there's too much ta- I think the there's, case. I think there's too much talent not to. I think there's too much talent, and I think that Aaron Rodgers is good enough. Like Aaron Rodgers, even at 40 off an Achilles, is going to be... Especially uh, something to prove. Something to prove. Yep. I mean, re- recognizing how poorly this will reflect on him on him if it doesn't go well. Uh, the only reason Nathaniel Hackett has a job is because of Aaron Rodgers. The uh, only 100%. reason why they went out and, and signed Alan Lazard was because of Aaron Rodgers. Or Billy and all Turner. That, none of that works without Aaron Rodgers. And it wasn't like you had a, a, a second option 
that could get the best of the players around him. How, how short is the leash with Aaron Rodgers, with the fans? Uh, at this point? Yeah. It, probably pretty short. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Back roads, you know, like Okachaki or whatever it is in Florida. Dueling banjos. <laughs> you guys don't care. The back roads. I figure like gators are every corner in Okachaki. <laughs> if it existed, yeah. Sounds beautiful. Have you ever seen the movie Deliverance? You never have, have you? I have, yeah. Have you? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't filmed in Lake Okachoki. Yeah, but that's what I Im- envision it was. Do you yeah, remember I... the, the the one kid that was playing the banjo? Ooh, what a weird looking guy that was. Oh uh, yeah. Raymond, you remember that kid? It's like the standout portion of the movie. The the, <laughs> yeah. the kid makes you uncomfortable. Very very awkward looking child. The whole movie makes you uncomfortable. If we're being honest. Well, yeah, the whole premise is very concerning. Good movie though. Of course, you'd like that movie. What does that mean? I you love. I, I like, like Science of the Lambs. That's disturbing. Also, it's a man that a eats movie. other people's faces off. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> All right, I, so you, but you uh, you like you trend towards like I'll pose like a pig with an <laughs> apple in my mouth with one of them if you want. You're you're attracted to movies like that. I like good movies. It's like, Sorry. hey, got a good suggestion. That there's this doc on a serial killer that you should watch. Why, why do they keep making them then? I have to sustain life. If you're dead, I'm going to eat you. Uh, I mean, the movie like where they, they they crashed in the Andy Mountains, that soccer team or rugby alive? team, and then they alive, yeah, and then they, yes. they ate their teammates and passed away. I didn't write the movie. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> but I watched that, it. It was a, a good that movie. Happened, Dave. It's a thing that happened. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. It was, it was a good movie. wasn't my thought. It was their thought. Nando. Nando's like, ooh. <laughs> I don't think that's what Nando said. Flashy ribs. <laughs> I don't think that's how we reacted. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and he was the captain. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Shane <laughs> said yesterday or two days ago. Smooth. Thank you. Uh, that he had a good conversation with uh, Saquon or Saquon after the end of the regular season, and he plans to meet with uh, the running backs' representatives again at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. Here's the choices: franchise again, cost of little over twelve million, agree on a multi-year deal, or hit the open market. Watch this. Ready? CMT, right here, off the cuff. Wow. What happens? This is nice. Ooh. Franchise tag, a little over 12. Sign him to a new deal. Open market. C-M-T. Go. You want me to go first on this yeah. one? No, I don't. Raymond, okay. you go first. So give me the options again. I give them to you twice. I give them to you a third time. <laughs> give them to me one more time. Giants can use another franchise tag on Saquon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, cost a little more than 12, I believe. Sign him to a new deal. Open market. This is what I think is going to happen or what I would do? What you think is going to happen. I think they franchise him again. I'll marry that. RJ, write this down, would you? I think it's another franchise situation. Uh, I don't think they let him go. So, And uh, I, I think it's more likely that they sign a long extension than let him go. So, Aww. So I'm confused. What did, what did you just do? 
marry the the tag. Okay. Uh, cuddle the long term. Gotcha. And trash and, and, and trash. Move on. Yep. All right, RJ, you're up. I'm the exact same. Exact same. So you think there's no situation where they just let him walk? They trash it. They I, I that think to be true. I well, I think if there was a situation where there with that were on the table, then you would have really entertained dealing him at the deadline this past year. Because if if you let him walk, you, then you anticipate getting the comp back, back, right? Which will be what late third round pick for him. Well, well, that's if he gets a big deal. It depends on the deal. Yeah, okay. if, if if he gets like um like what running backs generally go, and again, he's not your common running back. He's he's still very good. So if but if he gets like what running backs go on for, like maybe maybe it's a four or a five, right? But think think about the running backs available now, right? Derrick Henry's available, Josh Jacobs available. Tony Pollard should be available. Austin Eckler available. DeAndre Swift available. And that's it. Like, like Joe Mixon could be available for, for all we know. Aaron Jones could be available. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, w- w- do you do you pay Saquon that kind of money? I know you love him. I know he wants to be here. I get it. But I don't think this is such an easy decision for the Giants. Uh, uh, the way you're laying it out, I think it is an easy decision based on what they've done. I think he's getting tagged again, Rick. How much do you value his leadership and being the face of your franchise? The well, face of your franchise. Well, that's what you have to answer. Well, because that's I mean that's the what, Giants. That's what separates him from the other guys that you just mentioned. And he's been in the building. You know what kind of guy he is. You know how the the team responds to him. Um, I would say because RJ makes a really good point. We talked about this last year. I mean, if there was no if if the thought was we're going to move off of off of Saquon, why wouldn't you trade him for for something at the deadline? Right, I mean that would make that that would have made the most sense. Um, I will say, I'll marry franchise. I'm going to cuddle. Whew. I'm going to cuddle a longer term deal, and I'll trash the. Uh, they let him walk. All right, so I I agree with the three of you, and so so we're all in complete agreement. I th- I wonder what he wants, financially, like money wise. What about it? I said, I wonder what he wants financially, like money wise. What he wants, what he's looking for. He's already said that he wants to be a like he wants to be a job. Yeah, I think I think he wants like like. See, the thing is, like two years locked in, third year that Fugazi year. I think is what he probably wants. Two years, twenty five million, but it, it's a three year, forty million dollar deal. But the third year you can get out from under. I think is what he definitely would be thrilled with. I mean, I think he recognizes too. Like if he probably looks back. Getting caught up, you know, with running backs having the Zoom meetings and everything else, like he, you know, trying to fight for the position, right, for running back equality, right. And at the end of the day, that didn't work, and it's it's not going to work. It's never going to work. Not not in in this era of football. It's just it's not possible that it would work because running backs, and you see from the, the list I just went through with you, are completely expendable in the minds of of the owners and the GMs. So get what makes you happy, and if, if being a if a, being a giant makes you happy, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have to come off the number. Whatever number it was you were asking for, but is 13 there and a half, 14 and a half million bucks? Is there any chance that you tag him again, and he's not the good soldier moving forward, and there's some resentment towards the Giants? Yeah, I could see that. He doesn't want to be tagged again. He's, I mean, you've already he just wasted this year without getting a deal done. Now he's going to waste another year without getting a deal done. He has the benefit of being the second overall pick, so I mean, financially he's he's made good money, but but not quarterback money. 
Well, not, of course not. He's no. never going to make quarterback money. Uh, I, I know, but I, I guess he feels like he, he wanted be a second what big Christian deal. McCaffrey gets. Well, he wanted a second big deal. That's what everyone wants. You want a second big deal. Well, you play the wrong position to get that, though. I understand that. That make it that doesn't make you feel any better about it. I get it. I get both sides of this thing. I do. Yeah, good business is when you draft a running back in the first round. We've I've said it a thousand times. You five years, then you franchise them twice. That's seven years, and now you're probably done. You don't want to wind up with Ezekiel Elliott kind of a situation. You want to be in control of the narrative. And you know what? This is what I give Joe Shane credit for. He's never told you anything but the truth. Like, they basically told you the whole way through that, unfortunately, this is where we are. It's a business, and this is what we have to do. And he's explained that to him. He said, you're not going to like it. I mean, this is going to get exposed to the business side of this, and you're not going to like it. Right. But I, I respect the fact that they've done that. They've been kind of transparent the whole way through. And I understand why he thinks that's unfair and that he should get a, a, a long-term deal. Yeah, well, every I mean, listen, every player wants to, to believe that, you know, they they do everything that the team asks. They have the production to back it up that they're going to get taken care of. Just, again, unfortunately for him, he plays a, a position that doesn't have that kind of value anymore to teams. That's 100%. Do you wanna, I mean, the other thing, too, is do you want to, I mean, that with the franchise tag, you're dropping the 12 and a half right on your cap. Correct. And what are you going to do with Xavier McKinney, who's, who's a free agent as well? Exactly. I mean, how do you want to use that franchise tag? Right. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, he's added a fifth show to his run at the Garden this September. I say the Garden. You know what I'm talking about, right? I don't need to say Madison Square. Uh, yeah, come on. This isn't Lake Okachokee. I mean, this is right. Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. All right, so the Garden this this September. I'll tell you exactly what September it's going to be. This September. ESPN New York is your chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Just scroll down to contests and submit your entry. Brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, 11 o'clock in the morning at Ticketmaster.com. Quick break. Come back. A lot of calls. We have a lot of topics on the table. We get to them next on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, and there's my beautiful music. Thank you, Raymond. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you like me, Super Bowl Sunday, it's all about scoring the best seat in the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. The Niners are short favorites over the Chiefs. Whichever side you like, make sure you bet it. You can also get it on over-unders, prop bets, and everything in between. FanDuel has so many ways to end up the season with a dub or two or maybe even three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but... FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Rick to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Rick. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older and physically present in New York. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and y at 467-369. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave Whatever. <laughs> uh, honestly, like, like the lack of respect I get at the station is unbelievable. Uh, Raymond, I mean, they, they fought all over you. <laughs> this is Raymond, it this is, is your unbelievable. Best <laughs>
I try to be a team player. I try to, to bring a high level of dedication to everything I do here. And it's just like, Rick, we, we love you. We love you. Uh, I'll tell you what. And this is your best friend. Again, I don't, I don't know uh, how you deal with it. So uh, you even, to, even you, you would to... agree that, that I'm treated in a nasty way, right? Well, first of all, he includes, he includes you. That's my thing. We want to give you free stuff, Rick. I'm going to go, how about me? Well, you can get a picture of Rick in the free stuff. But why does that get sent on the group text? Why doesn't that? Listen, if you're going to get free stuff, why doesn't he send a text to you and you alone? Rick, we'd like to give you all these things. What sizes and colors would you like? Fine. But I, I have to be dragged through the mud with this? For this reason. I think it's because he's because he is he's smarter than we're giving him credit for. He did this mm-hmm. on purpose. He's smarter than we give him credit for, but he's having children every 15 minutes, huh? <laughs> And then he goes, uh, they, they didn't choose you because of your body shape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I deserve better, honestly. I'm going to call my union rep <laughs> and see what I can do here. What do I get? You get a picture of Rick. Yeah, what do I, what do I get out of this? You get a picture of Rick in his jacket. Uh. <laughs> Whatever. That's fine. Big Knicks game tonight. A big one. I'll watch it in all my, my, my fatness. <laughs> Go to Anthony in Queens. Hi, Anthony. <laughs> it's not funny. Uh, Anthony, go. Uh, yeah, hey, come on, for hey, God's sake. Pay attention. Hey, I've been on hold for a long time. So, and you've been running while you're on hold? Uh, for part of the time, yeah. My okay. daughter was born January 17th, and Knicks have not lost since. Okay, and I want to send a message for all the Knicks fans, especially ones like you and me and Rick, who have seen such bad times. Enjoy this ride. Enjoy it. Don't worry about what star we're going to sign in the off season. Don't worry about who we're going to get. Enjoy each win because they're awesome. But we and are. Maybe they're not homegrown. I don't mean you. I don't mean Rick. I mean the callers. Yeah, people are I mean babies. The Nick population. You're right. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and we may not be homegrown, a lot of us, but these guys were homegrown together. Having Jalen Brunson signing him. When no one really wanted him, that feels homegrown. It's not like we went out and overpaid for a big star. So this is just as good as any other scenario I can bring to my head without winning a championship. Maybe that'll come later. Hopefully it will. But just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey. And that's all I have to say. Go next. Love you guys. Listen every morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. I mean, he, I, like, I'm worried a little bit for his head. Like, he sounds like he's <laughs> not in great shape. I was on hold for a long time. So, so when decided- you decide, I decided to run. <laughs> he turns into Farz Gump as he's on hold. <laughs> Guy's talking about his newborn daughter. He's running well on hold. Hope he's okay. Yeah, that. that I respect like a lot. that though. I, why waste time on hold? Why, I why agree not with do that. something productive? But why? Um, what was I going to say now? Why, why are people not enjoying every single day and every single game? I think you're foolish if you don't. Because everyone is, is uh, for some reason, I don't know what it is. They just, they want to, well, what's next? What's next? What are we going to add? Well, I guess that's just this, human how do we get nature. To the next level? I guess that's just human nature. Uh, RJ? RJ? Yes. Is this the, the lady that goes after you? Yes, this this is. Sucks to be you, RJ. Yep. Um, She scares me a little bit. Rightfully do, so. Do I, do I go to her now? Yeah, I think so. All right. Leah in Spring Valley. Hi, Leah. You're on 98.7. Hi. Ooh, Big Dave is scared of me. <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> you really are. You really are. What do you got today, Leah? 
Um, I had an Aaron Rodgers take. I just wanted to say that, like, it seems that everyone thinks that he has the team's best interests in mind, but it really doesn't seem like that because he's putting in his own players that aren't good and, like, basically saying, um, keep this coach in or I'm going to leave, and it's they're bad. So... Yeah, but right now their interest is kind of a day align because it's in Aaron's best interest to, to have success and hopefully win a championship. I think everyone feels like if all of a sudden now, after only playing four snaps, you change the coach, which could mean change the offensive coordinator, does that give, does that give Aaron his best chance to win a championship? Yeah, I know, but it's not going to be worth it. You, uh, well, you might we'll be see. right. We don't know yet. We'll have to wait and see. Right? I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Thanks for the call, Leah. Um, do you remember the first time she called and RJ's like, I thought we were getting like a seven-year-old. RJ's like, there's a little girl on that, That's why she hates him. That was the beginning of their very adversarial relationship right there. Still never recovered. Hold on. Let me just remove my pacifier. Because <laughs> in my comment call screener, it said like, Leah, wherever, in parentheses, little girl. So I'm like, hi, Leah, how are you? She is not a little girl, RJ. Now, you know how it feels, RJ, when people yeah. mis- mistake your voice. For, for a woman. Some people thought you were a little old lady. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, Raymond, give us... Um... Give us the nugget about you, and give you know us the what? I'm, you know what? I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to owe you a nugget because two spent, nuggets tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. I, maybe I'll give you two nuggets tomorrow because I I was caught up in the John conversation. Uh-huh. What about and, what about and, and one the size bit. of John's nugget? Oh, oh dear. my God! All right, Raymond. I'll, are you well, ready with your stars? Well, yeah. On that note, all right. Today's three stars. Number three. Yeah, well, I guess we'll start with Dave's little adventure in the bathroom there with uh, Mike Brownshire and uh, the person who we still don't know. Did, did we ever forget who that person was? No, I never seen I him saw before some, in my life. I saw somebody tweet that it was Joe Leo and you wouldn't know that <laughs> no, no. because you wouldn't recognize his face. <laughs> no, it was a bald person. So uh, congratulations on uh, breaking your uh, bathroom seal here at the uh, station, Dave. Uh, how do you feel? I I don't feel great. I did, that was not my intent. I didn't want to do that. Nobody feels great when they're trying to have a conversation. And well, and Brancher tells me he goes he goes. You know, there's other bathrooms. You can go to the the, the fifth floor, the sixth floor. It's like well, if you leave this one, I can go here. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. You know why I love Thursday so much? Because like as as off the rails as this show can get, like th- there's a little extra element of it when we get to the observations and did it happen in Florida? And you know the 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 hiff today was very special because we learned about the new place in Florida, back roads, you know, like Okachaki or whatever it is in Florida, which may or may not have <laughs> been where where uh, they filmed the Deliverance. And again, same uh, same energy as she was in a movie where she like had a child abducted, Changeling or something. So you know. Number one. And again, the, the other big reason why I love the Thursday show generally is because it, it comes off the big Wednesday meeting. And you, you just heard some some of the highlights of that meeting. You got you got John all riled up because Rick and I were going over the Jim Harbaugh numbers. It was, un, it was the most disrespectful thing I've seen since I've been at ESPN. Uh, but, but you know, it all works out for Rick like it always does because not, not only does he get a, a free show from John <laughs> when, when he can see every everything that John is showing off, uh, like basic instinct over there, but yeah. uh, he, it also turns out today he gets free stuff because, amazing. Uh, because <laughs> not only do they love Rick's physique, but they love someone else's. It's great. Sorry, hey, Dave. It, 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 it's a, it's like you're the most disrespectful guy at the station. Let's shower you with gifts. <laughs> it's rule 76. No excuses playing a champion. It's DPH or Rothenberg. And happy birthday, Cass. I hope you carpe omnia. 
987 ESPN. Does he have ED? Oh, it's so clever. Look at us. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.